Hello and welcome to another Christmas special of the James Bond A to Z podcast. My name is Tom Butler and joining me to toast the festive season, he's not spending Christmas in Turkey this year, it's Mr. Brendan Duffy. Ah, hello. And the fairy on the top of the tree, he's wearing nothing but tinsel, it's Mr. Tom Wheatley. All right. You're back again. I'm back, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't keep you away. Well, you, you could. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, we thought we'd reunite for a Christmas special, and Brendan, what makes this one special? Well, we're drinking. <laughs> That's a start. Catafamsa. Uh, what does make this special? We're in person. We've never done it in person oh, before. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should be filming it, really. This is gold. Mm. Um, especially just to see Wheatley in tinsel. Um, so, uh, actually, first of all, let's break the ice. What's your favourite Christmas movie? What's the Christmas movie that you always turn to when uh, it's this time of year? Brendan, do you have any? You've really sprung that on us, haven't you? Well, you, well, you, you, you like a lot of Christmas films, I do like you? a lot of Christmas yeah, films, yeah. but I have a rule, I only watch them in December. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. watch them outside that's in normal. December that's is normal. normal. No, uh, yeah, but you have people who My mum's been watching since the end of October, so... Yeah, yeah, worth saying that we're recording this mid-November, right? So, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't watched one yet this no. year. But what would you turn to? But I would turn to, well, the classics, it's going to be Home Alone. Yep. Mm, um, yeah. Santa Claus. I really like the Santa Claus. The movie. Yeah. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Mm. Oh wait, with Tim Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, he was going to pick that one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Of I was. yeah. What about you, Wheatley? Yeah. Uh, so I have uh, different levels of Christmas film. The uh, I like the classics. So uh, things like It's a Wonderful Life. Can't mm-hmm. beat it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then I would always go for maybe National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation as my go-to. I have to watch that. I have yeah. to watch it. But. After Christmas is the only Christmas film that's ever made me cry. Mm. After Christmas. Uh, Arthur Christmas. Arthur, right. Is it, is, Arthur was it an Ardman? It was yeah, an Ardman, yeah. yeah. But yeah. it was CG Ardman. Yes. Is that right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Was, yes. We yeah. only watched that for the first time a couple of years ago. It is a really good Christmas Fantastic. movie. What's the bit that made you cry? Uh, the bit at the end where they're all in the cupboard. Right. <laughs> and they realise that Arthur is the one that should be Santa Claus. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. the real tearjerker moment, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, that's it the really nice is. Yes. It really is. But Steve, I wonder if Gwen is right. <laughs> oh, oh, watch out. Beep, beep. Careful, I'm going to bump into you. Yeah, I mean, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation for me, always got to watch it. Muppets Christmas Carol. Well, that's an absolute must, but on Christmas Eve. Specifically. Yeah. Specifically on Christmas yeah. Eve? Yeah, because then Kermit's song makes sense, doesn't it? Right, okay. Uh, right. okay. I do find that Muppets Christmas Carol is... I, I, I like it. I watch it I watch it every Christmas, but it's sort, it's sort of a filler one. You have it on, you're not necessarily not watching... No. Or, is you're that, wrong. You're, not, you're, you're wrong. Not it's wrong. filler. No, I just have it as filler in the background, but I do like it. 90 minutes of magic. Yeah. Um, right. You've got kids though, so yeah. you haven't. I so don't. No excuse. <laughs> Home Alone, Home Alone 2. Um, yeah, you've got to Home watch Home Alone 3. Home Alone 4. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Bone Alone? Was that Bone. one with the yeah, dogs? Yeah, that was yeah. like an unofficial <laughs> yeah. dog-centered. Is that the adult one? <laughs> 
That's the yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, great. Well, there you go. That's our Christmas uh, movies. Uh, and so, speaking of Muppets Christmas Carol, we're going to go full a Christmas Carol uh, on this episode. We're going to be visited by three Christmas spirits throughout this episode. We're going to be right. take look uh, visited by the ghost of Christmas future. And we take I thought it was going to give us some drinks then. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to be, yeah, taking a look ahead to Bond 26. Obviously, we're going to take a visit from the Ghost of Christmas Past, looking back over the events of the year. Uh, but first, we're going to be visited by the Ghost of Christmas Present and have a look at the cultural highlights that we've enjoyed uh, in 2023. Now, before you think, why aren't they talking about James Bond? Believe me, we will get there. But this is just like I guess this is just the uh, the mince pie before the the main the Christmas turkey. dinner. Yeah. Does anybody have a mince pie before the turkey? Yeah. Okay. So cultural highlights of the year. Non. Move on. <laughs> so I mean, twenty twenty three. It's been uh, an interesting year uh, across movies, TVs, and you know general events. Do you have yeah. any movies that you really enjoyed this year? There's, I mean, there's one, isn't it? Well, there's two. Cool, and I'm Barbie. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Is that, Oppenheimer is that was really your top picks? That's the event, isn't it? That's the that was the event. only event. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Biggest movie weekend since Avengers Endgame came out. So there you go. Oh, Cinema is back, huge. baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, and occasionally I, for <laughs> one weekend yeah. every now and then. But it did seem to sweep the whole the whole country, didn't it? It really did. Yeah. Well, it was two diametrically opposed movies that were uh, programmed against each other. Mm-hmm probably designed to cancel each other out and all they did was amp- amplify yeah. each other it wasn't amazing uh, I was still amazed did you do the thing where you saw both in a day because I thought that was madness just go two nights and just, yeah, have, I did two just nights. have a different night I yeah. did two nights yeah. which yeah. order did you do it in? Uh, well I didn't even want to see Barbie I think I saw I actually wanted to see Oppenheim I went to see that and then about two weeks later I thought oh, I'll go and watch it because I don't have anything else to watch but I definitely didn't want to watch Barbie initially. but then you realised after you'd seen it that you made the I'm like, glad I saw it. It was, it was interesting, but I thought I, it was great. Well, you would, you would, but uh, I, I thought I thought it was a well-made film, but I'm, I'm not going to watch it ever again. What about the message, though? Did you not feel empowered? Oh no! I, I so I saw Oppenheimer first, and I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I waited for ages to see Barbie because I go to the cinema on, on my own generally yeah. oh you got to be careful haven't you when you when and I feel like with Barbie yeah. there was this huge movement of groups of women going together and like really making it their moment and I just felt like I was like treading in their space so I mm. waited for ages to go see and went and saw it if I'd have thought it that, about it that way I would have loved to tread in their, tread in their space <laughs> just got in there really really like yeah yeah just be really misogynistic yeah, yeah. um but um, I really like Barbie I found it really depressing though like in terms of the message I actually found it more depressing than Oppenheimer which, you know, after I come out of it, I did feel. Which is worse, nuclear apocalypse or misogyny? <laughs> mm. Yeah. But just in in the terms of like, I mean, in the feelings when I left, left the cinema, I was like, oh. Well, I guess the know. idea is nuclear holocaust is all is still theoretical, right? Yeah. Whereas the misogyny in that Barbie movie and in real life is real, yeah, right? It's exactly. a it's mm. a very true sort of cultural. Yeah. What do you think the sequel is going to be like? Oppenheimer 2? No. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> I'd be up for that. You know they're making a Barbenheimer movie now. What? Some straight-to-DVD guy has, like, oh, licensed course, the name and is moving yeah. ahead with a parody, right. imagine, of the two, which, to me, sounds like quite funny. If it was a French and Saunders sketch, I know I'm always going on about French and Saunders. Do I can imagine, like, a... Quite book. a lot. Yeah. But I can imagine... French and Saunders podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think that's quite a good idea, isn't it? 
Um, it? Only if it's done well. It's not going to be done well. It's no, it's going to be a Sharknado, won't it? So it'll yeah. probably do quite well. Get, people will watch it. Yeah. Drunk. Any other big movies of the year you want to mention? <sighs> Mission Impossible. Yeah, what did you think of that? I really enjoyed it. I, I thought it's the, the benchmark where Bond should be, to be honest. I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was okay. When it's, it's beautifully filmed, it's very... There's loads of really good set pieces in it, but I don't think it had a lot of... You know, with Bond, where there's the sort of heart to it, I feel like it lost it in the Mission Impossible film. It just felt like it was just loads of set pieces that looked really good. That train set piece was good, though. Yeah, they are, uh, I mean, that's... Yeah. To a point... Oh, here we go. Right, so my I really liked Dead Reckoning. I thought it was, a you know, something you really need to see on the big screen, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. like, action-packed. The spectacle was unreal, and, like, the way that the tension just kept building up and up mm. and up, and each action set, set piece had, like, its place... Um, but like the fact that they talk about them being doing all the stunts for real and then that final sequence with the train it was very CGI heavy Mm. I thought Um, and so I felt a little bit cheated by some of that Um, but ultimately I feel like Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise's like approach to making these movies it's it's very ramshackle I don't know if you know much of behind the scenes but they sort of come up with the set pieces and then they string the story together to go with it and they're often making it up as they go along and often it works out and in Fallout I thought it was an absolutely sensation I think that's the best of the of the modern Mission Impossible movies mm. um, and it worked really well but on this one sometimes it felt like there was it was action set pieces stringed together by dialogue sequences you know the, mm. the exposition and I felt like to that extent it kind of didn't work but I still really enjoyed it yeah I mean, and kudos to Tom Cruise for back-to-back years of rescuing cinema. Yeah, but he didn't with that one no, because he did, well, did tanked at the box office because mm. of Barbenheimer. Yeah, bloody Barbie. That I think he, I think it's the, possibly the lowest grossing Mission Impossible. I could be wrong, mm. um, which is really um, yeah. But he delivers spectacle at least, doesn't he? Yes. No. And a movie that I also felt delivered spectacle that I wanted to mention was um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Have you seen that? I haven't seen it yet. The Martin Scorsese film. I, I I just haven't found the time. Literally, haven't found the four hours or whatever it is to to go. To. Is it four hours? Three hours? 50? It's over three hours. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've just I, I do want to see it, but I just haven't. Uh... And I think that's the the main reason I went to see it at the cinema in IMAX because I knew if I didn't immerse myself in it, mm. I'd watch it at home and I'd get bored. Um, to any other movies? Like I've really struggled. I sat and went through the films released in two thousand twenty three. And there weren't many. There were quite a lot of films that I looked at and I thought I should have watched that, but they were sort of independent films. Right. Mm-hmm. On, on the on the sort of blockbuster side of things, I went through and there was no, I can't think of anything this year that's really... Haunting in Venice? Found that? Uh, I booked in to watch it and then twice I cancelled it and booked in again to, to watch it and never bothered watching it. And I, I think I got to the point where I was thinking I'll just watch that on... Prime or whatever when it eventually comes out I'm not that bothered about it Yeah. in terms of blockbuster cinema for me a favourite was Dungeons and Dragons I thought that was a really that was fun really I forgot that was this year that was this year oh, that yeah. was fun but, yeah. but that's not a good sign if uh, you've completely forgotten about yeah. that yes. <laughs> I did forget about that and I saw it on the list and I was like did I, did I even like that I can't remember and other uh, sort of genre fair I thought Talk To Me was really good I don't know if you saw it another of your no, horror no. people are you um, and the other one was Pearl as well, the um, the horror no, film which came no, out earlier no, in the year no, as well. No, no. I, I really like that. Okay, that's movies. TV, I mean, Succession is the obvious one to mention, right? But any other TV highlights from the year? The Bear. 
The bear. The bear. The bear. The bear. The bear. Chef, you stir that pot for me, please, yes, chef. chef. Do you take my knife, chef? Did you take my pot, chef? Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Yes, chef. Great. Um, I did, did you watch Boiling Point, the BBC sort of oh. quickly commissioned <laughs> kitchen drama? Well, I watched, watched the film, yeah. but I haven't watched the series yet. Right. I, mean, I guess it's more of the same. It's more of the same. Yeah. It's quite stressful, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. It's very short. It's only four episodes, the TV series. Right. And it sort of leaves you thinking, oh, there's two more episodes. There's not. Uh, but I thought that was worth mentioning. Anything else? I think Invincible. Have you watched Invincible, the new no. series? That is, uh, they're on like third episode now. That is just how superheroes should be done. It's fantastic. So good. I'm not a massive fan of... It. I, I, I didn't mind like Gen B, but sort of forgettable. Invincible is fantastic. I think that's that's really good, yeah, if, if uh, you get a chance to watch that. Um, I mean, other cultural highlights for me, TV-wise, Dead Ringers. Did you watch that with Rachel Weisz on, on Prime? No. no. Sensational. You've got to check that out. It's based on the Jeremy Irons movie. Right. She is amazing in it. Um, Jury Duty. Did you watch that? No. 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 What was that? That's a freebie show where... Um, freebie? freebie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But trust me, it's hilarious. They basically put on a jury service... And the, it's supposed to be like a reality show where they. Is this follow, daytime TV? It's like daytime TV, but they basically they cast one real person in it. Everyone else is an actor, mm. and so the actor then gets put through. His, sorry, the real person gets put through these, these ridiculous scenarios. And James Marsden is playing James Marsden doing jury services. Are well. you still working from home quite a lot? It's, it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. Uh, well worth watching. Um, and I was just going to say, Last of Us obviously was at the start of the year, but another great TV series. Last of Us, I liked, but. It's quite a forgettable series. I haven't really... It hasn't gone, gone down in my head as something memorable. I'm not definitely not excited about the next series of it. I think my problem with it... I gave up after one episode because it was exactly like playing the game. Now, right. probably should have gave it more yeah, time, yeah, but I was yeah. like, I might as well just play the game. Right. The, ga- uh, the game is better. The game is, the game is better. Yeah. The, game, the game is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's all my TV moments. Uh, mm. and, and so, any other cultural highlights you want to mention? For me, it's all about anime this year. There you go. The year, the year that anime has become completely mainstream. It's like everywhere. In your element. Netflix keeps releasing new series of anime. Yeah. Really good ones. Castlevania and stuff. Yeah. I know you're not into those things, but there might, we might have some listeners that do like, uh, are into that. I'm sure yeah. we will. Definitely will. Yeah. I'm, sure, I'm sure we will. But no Marvel highlights from this year. <laughs> <laughs> You've watched them all. I haven't. I haven't because I refuse to watch, uh, well, I don't refuse to watch the Marvels. I just don't want to watch the Marvels. It just looks boring. And it seems to be this, the theme that most people are going with with the Marvels. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, I'm, I'm obsessed with reading about all the decisions and all of the, what might happen with it and stuff. It just seems all over the place at the moment with yeah. what Marvel are going to do. Is, it, is, it, is there anything Marvel are doing well currently? Uh, I watched Loki. Yeah. Loki 2 was actually, if it wasn't part of Marvel, it would have been quite a good series. Right. The fact it's part of Marvel actually makes it really confusing. Yeah. The storyline and the acting and stuff was fantastic in it. It was really good, but just completely... Everything you watch in Marvel now, it confuses the whole Marvel universe. And Yeah, I think the feel like the train, the wheels have really come off the train of that one, the MCU this year. Mm. Some movies, are t- some of the movies are tanking. Mm-hmm. Like the DC movies are really struggling as well. Like it does feel mm. like we're on the, the sort of the death spiral of the superhero yeah. um, sort of uh, era. But like, what, what's it going to be replaced with? That's the that's the problem. Like, um, who knows? 
It's not going to be Bond anytime soon. <laughs> Should we look <laughs> back on the year yeah. in Bond? At MVC's Countdown to Christmas, we've a very special guest. Bond. James Bond. Pierce Brosnan stars as 007 in Tomorrow Never Dies. Make it your mission to visit MVC, where Tomorrow Never Dies is available in an exclusive limited edition collector's box. The MVC Countdown to Christmas. Our choice of the best music and video at low prices. So worth saying that it is it's now been four years since they wrapped on No Time to Die. Yeah, blimey. Uh so we've had no news about Bond twenty six this year at all. Yeah. Um now rather than dwelling on that, we'll talk a little bit more about Bond twenty six uh in a minute, but I just would say that I feel like I don't think the messaging that they're putting out around it is very very solid saying they're not working on it yeah to me doesn't doesn't ring true especially this deep into it no not four years on and we know through his the history even the big gap between um license to kill and golden eye yeah license to kill and golden eye they were working on it non-stop Mm -hmm. to get it ready for when it finally came out and that was six years and same with from spectre to no time to die they had issues with um I can't remember what the issues were, but it took a long time for them to get to get together to sort that one out. Mm. Um, they were always working on it, but yeah. to say they're not, they haven't started working on it, I think is is not what people need to hear. No, so makes you, makes you feel like when it does come out, it's going to be massively rushed because they haven't planned out what they're doing for a long time. Mm. They must be at least be using this time to work things out, and like even if it's not production level stuff, just researching and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, if they release one in three years, you're going to be like, well, hold on, what? what and if it's bad, they would say, well, why didn't you spend that four years yeah. doing some bit more work on it? But it is probably going to be three years. That's where we're yeah. at. It's probably going to be another three years. Yeah. I, well, the issue Until we've the had release. this year, major issue, is the writer's strike and an actor's strike. Mm, yeah. I wonder whether if those two things hadn't been happening, whether we would have had some sort of announcement mm. or some sort of trade press like leak that like something was happening when they couldn't confirm anything. Yeah. Because... They can't announce... They couldn't announce who a new Bond was because the actors would have been... They couldn't have used the actor to talk about it. They couldn't have said that the actor's done a deal because they weren't allowed to do any deals. Um, And the writers, they couldn't say they were doing anything with the writers because, again... But surely Purvis and Wade have been toiling away on it since... You would imagine. You would imagine, Hmm. right? Even just some ideas. But the messaging, Hmm. it's, 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 it's not great. No. Not when you've got... Like your Marvels and and Star Wars and mm. all the all the other streaming companies that mm. releasing stuff, announcing stuff, mm. it just makes Bond feel a bit archaic. Well, that's what they said after License to Kill, though, wasn't it? They felt like as it has it has in time, it had in mm. time passed. Yeah. So that's probably where we are. And then obviously we've got the Amazon situation. Amazon bought MGM, and yeah. like they're still trying to figure out what they're doing there. Um, and they've been spending a lot of this time working on the reality show, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, so there's lots of things stacked against it as to why we haven't had an announcement, but I'm hoping that we are close now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And at this point, if they have released something, <laughs> announced something, this is where we'll insert the moment. Cool, so no news on Bond 26, but looking back over 2023, 
way back at the start of the year, a certain video game got re-released. Yeah. I know you've been playing it. I have been playing it. Goldeneye. Goldeneye. It's, I did find that I was playing quite a bit this week, uh, last weekend, um, and it, the problem is with Goldeneye is that it's so focused on that controller. That's the only controller like that that's ever existed, and it only was really useful for Goldeneye. With the Switch, because it's on the Switch, the, 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 the updated version, well, it's not updated, it's just the re-released version, but the, on the Switch, it's really difficult to control. And Toby, our friend, he was a master of it. Yeah. He was really good. And yeah. he actually says he can't play it like he used to. Do you remember you used to play Goldeneye? And one of the things was strafe. Yeah. So you'd run around somebody and strafe around them. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that anymore. Right. Because it's, the controls are just like a normal first-person shooter. Yeah. So it's definitely lost a little bit of magic for me. Um, and I'm not sure... I think the thing about Goldeneye was that you were in a room with your mates playing it. That was the fun. It doesn't really work as well online. It's... It's not, it's not quite the same thing. It's great to go back through it. I'd say the problem with though, um, with Goldeneye is that you have to complete all of the levels to get the all the multiplayer levels. Right. So for if you're coming at it fresh, so you just download it now, you've got to play the whole game to get all the levels. Yeah. You know, we're middle-aged men. We can't be bothered to go through <laughs> all of the levels again to get the, the mission. Yeah. So you sort of start with six. So I, I think there's probably a way they could have done it where they've just focused on the online stuff and just gone, no, nobody yeah. is going to play all the levels on it and try and get, get the stuff over time. Just go straight in and play it online. But it is fun. It's great, it's, great to, it's great to play and it's nice that you don't have to buy it. It's part of the, um, the online service that you get from um, Nintendo. That's refreshing to see, actually. You know, they could have asked for 25, 30 quid for this. People would have paid 50 quid for it. That's true. People yeah. people would have bought 50 quid, but they'd have had to, they haven't updated it. It's exactly the same. Yeah. It's like they yeah. haven't remastered it or anything. Well, I've right. enjoyed making the same mistakes I made 25 years ago, <laughs> getting lost in the same tunnels. Great. Yeah. But I've not learned anything. No, no. Um, casting eyes back as well, we had an, uh, a major Oscar win for a Bond star. Michelle Yeoh won an Oscar mm. oh, way yes. back at the start yeah, of the yeah, year. Yeah. So that was a great moment, I think, for her. Mm. I assume it would have been. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but um, joins the ranks of Bond ladies with Oscars. I'm just trying to think. Halle Berry. Yeah. Yeah. So no. maybe that's it. Definitely not for Bond. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Um, book covers and the re-release of the books. Do you remember this? Yeah. No. It got a lot of um, a lot of press coverage, didn't it, about them the rewriting. Fleming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. was that this year? Yeah, it was this year, yeah. Uh, and so okay. there was it happened not long after the Roald Dahl books they were said so they were gonna re edit mm-hmm. those. I mean yeah, it's like the books still exist. If you want the old versions with the N word in it, yeah. <laughs> you can go crazy. Yeah. No one's yeah. coming around with Tipex, right? And crossing it out exactly. your own copy. Yeah. Yeah. So um if it brings more people in and more people are like accessible, the books are more accessible to more people, fair play. I thought the covers weren't great, to be honest. A bit lifeless, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Compared to like, you know, the classic covers. Yeah. Um so that and that um was quickly followed by a new James Bond book by Charlie Hickson on His Majesty's Secret Service. Have either of you read that? No. I haven't either. And I'll tell you for why. Because it came out for the coronation, yeah, 
and that was something mm. I was very not into. Yeah, <laughs> right. So no, me, me either. I've heard it's I've heard it's a good book though. So yeah. uh, Charlie will get to it eventually. Then yeah, not really much else to say. There was a documentary that was released, The Other Fellow, which Mark o- my friend Mark O'Connell worked on about yeah. pe- other people called James Bond. Yeah. It's been released on ITV. It's coming it? to ITV in the yeah, new right. year. So if you haven't seen that, that's well worth checking out. The Ian Fleming publications have reissued a few of the classic Bond uh, books that weren't written by Ian Fleming. So like a Raymond Benson one. I don't know if you saw this. No. But they've been reissued as well. There was a TV series, which our friend AJ Chowdhury was part of, Icons Unearthed on Vice. Mm. Now, I don't think we get it here in the UK, yeah. but if you watch that... Apparently that was very good. And then Cypher 007, a surprise Apple Store game that was released. Mm, I don't know, you've Cypher, played a bit of it? I have played a bit of it. It's part of Apple's arcade thing. So you basically pay a subscription. I think it's like £5 a month or something. And they're, they're basically mobile games. But you can play it on your laptop as well. It's not great. It's it's just classic like reference to Bond throughout. But really it's just a standard isometric game where you just run around shooting people and yeah. collecting things and stuff like that they have like the money penny pops up and says stuff but it could be anything it could be a mission impossible game it's, right. i only got about an hour in and wasn't particularly blown away by it so don't necessarily it might, it might be I, I played it on my laptop so it might be slightly better on a mobile but um yeah it's not great that's a shame let's hope project 007 is better i, I mean think that's yeah, another one that's, that's going to be phenomenal forward any yeah. any pace does it yeah yeah, well, I think they, I mean, the develop the development process for the, these games takes like two or three years. And I know they were hiring developers a year and a half ago. So they, we won't hear anything about it for a long time. They won't have any anything to show. But that one, if it is going to be like Hitman, that'll be incredible. That'll be really good. So I assume Cypher WSM is just a little, um, you know, branded thing that might make a bit of cash from. That's the only reason I downloaded, uh, used um, Apple arcade so probably makes them a bit of cash out of that yeah but yeah. paid off if you're the only reason you downloaded it is because well i got a free branded. trial to um uh, apple and i did it wrong so i ended up not getting a free trial and paying 4.99 anyway so <laughs> great they got the cash yeah they got the cash yeah. they're sorted oh okay so oh. <laughs> that leaves us one the big the big bond event of the year which was the release of 007 road to a million oh i've been waiting for this one i been waiting to shout through this foray into unscripted television which they made for prime video and when mgm was bought by prime video it was one of the first things that they announced that like michael mm. g wilson had had this idea that they were going to make this uh, bond james bond reality series um now we had a question on twitter from uh, someone haphazard stuff he said what will be the show 007 Road to a Million be on the legacy of the James Bond series? Will it be a notable impact or an insignificant footnote in its history? I put real people into a James Bond adventure to win a million pounds. Million pound, man. What wouldn't you do? Climb the crane? No. Ah! I, mean, I mean, surely it's going to be insignificant, right? Pretty simple. Uh, yeah, 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 I was, I was, well, I was chatting to B, uh, Brendan earlier. We, we were talking about it, and I was saying it would be in the um, history of Bond. It'll be like Happy Anniversary 007. It'll just be a thing that happened ages ago, and then I don't think anyone's going to mention it in about five years' time. It'll no. just be. I, can't, I definitely don't think people will ever rewatch it. It might be a 
a special uh, feature on a DVD at one point. But yeah, I don't think it's going to have any impact. Yeah, I mean, for me, I 100% agree. It's, it's going to be a footnote. It's almost more of a punchline to like the James Bond story than James Bond Jr., to be honest. <laughs> yeah. What did yeah. you think? So let, before we, yeah, before we completely dismiss it, what did you think? How much have you watched of it? What did you think? I've done two episodes. Well done. You've done two, haven't you? I've done two, yeah. yeah. But I bookended it. I just did first yeah. and last yeah. just to see where it went. So I literally watched the last episode just wow. to see if anyone won the, the million. Spoilers. spoilers. So, what did you think? It's essentially a. Obviously, they've got the bond bond rights. They've got a lot of money behind it. It's basically a travel show with like a couple of random things thrown in that spectacles thrown in. Mm. It's not. It's obviously trying to be like you know I'm a celebrity, get me out of it, or some that that sort of show where it's like it's a reality show. It's not really a reality show because most of the things that they do are with actors so they're sort of it's inconsequential they're not really doing it they're, they're, mm. they're one in the second episode uh, where they have to two Essex guys they have to go across to a boy in the Venice did you, have you watched that one? no I didn't get that they far. have to go across to a boy in the, uh, the Venice waterway system and um, it says you have to go to this boy by six o'clock so they look around and they there's a uh, regatta on there's loads of boats going around so like, we can't get across we can't get across to this boy so they see a guy with a boat good looking guy with a with a boat just just nearby and they go over to him very, speaks very good english very 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 good it's uh, convenient very convenient good english and he says i can't take you until 5 30 okay right sure <laughs> sure because obviously if they went at one in the afternoon there'd be no suspense it would be boring so yeah. this clearly an actor that that is positioned in a place that they see yeah but i think i think the thing for me that you can just see that there's so many takes it like there's so many shots Mm. it's very beautifully done it looks great it looks like a bond film that's that's what they've done just like a bond film the lighting the filters everything looks like a bond film but you can also sort of see it's they've probably been there all day getting the perfect shot the lighting and all that sort of stuff that's not reality show reality shows you have just stuff being filmed all the time yeah and you can tell that i think I mean, you look at the bit where they they, they will do something that's like scary. And you're like, okay, that's that's quite good, but you're a real person. That's not what Bond would do. No. It's just you know, I I thought it sort of loses quite a lot out of of the whole Bond thing. Yeah, uh, my, my big issue was the the lack of it being a reality show. I think, yeah, like not, you say, the yeah. takes. You know, in the first episode where the the two lads are in the water, yeah, and it's from about four different angles. Like, oh, well, they've yeah. done so many takes to get that footage. In the second episode, there is two ladies that climb this mountain, that, and the the clue is you have to go over the mountain and then go down the river and then go up the mountain at the end and and get the thing at the top. And they're, in, I think, in Scotland, there are hundreds of mountains. Yeah, yeah. they find it. Yeah, if yeah. you take two people who don't know how to climb mountains. Mm-hmm. Tell them to climb a mountain and walk across the river. They're never going to find one thing in the top of the thing. But they found it, obviously. That's the first episode. The two ladies first with, the, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the headscarves. Yeah. I would totally, I mean, I totally agree with you. I watched the first episode. I loved the theme song, the, the David Arnold theme song and the mm-hmm. graphics. Mm-hmm. And it looked yeah. very slick. Yeah. But to me, you've hit the nail on the head. It doesn't feel like a reality show. And it's, mm. it's, it's, it's to me... And as I work in like covering a lot of reality shows, yeah. it seems to me that it's a film company who's gone, let's make a reality series. Mm. It must be easy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that easy. Uh, That's no, why yeah. companies 
who make reality shows have been doing it for decades. Yeah. They yep. know exactly how to structure a reality show. Yeah. They know what viewers want. And the things that you engage with on a reality show or competition show is the reality of it. It's like the putting the people in these situations and it never feels like a real scenario. No, no, no. And to me, you know, it wants to be Race Across the World or whatever that show's called on the BBC. Yes. Where two people have to get from one place to the other. Yeah. Yeah. That's real because they don't get any help from anyone. No. Yeah. On this, they get dropped off at the bottom of a mountain. Like, mm. what's that? Like, yeah. yes, yeah. If they were like, you're in like um, Lisbon and you've got to get to the highlands of Scotland because there's a clue there, yeah. I'm interested, right? Because I exactly. need to see how they get from Lisbon to there and yeah. they've got yeah. whatever. It's just not there. No. Yeah. And the way that they tacked on the Brian Cox stuff, Ooh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it felt like they were like they were scrambling for some way to tie it all together. I know, Brian Cox, mm. he's really big in succession. Let's cast him to be... And he um, could be a Bond villain. Yeah. So yeah. it works. But he's an actor. Yeah. He's not a reality he's not what who did you say it was like Games, Games Master. Master. Yeah, Patrick with Patrick Moore. Patrick Moore. Yeah, yeah. He's not a reality show host. And the way that he's sort of tacked on watching it from a distance, yeah, that sort of invokes, you know, Blofeld or whatever. Yeah. But they're not doing anything that needs that. And you can tell when they're listening to the questions, it's not him asking them. They yeah. recorded it and put it yeah. out. And yeah. painfully so. It's yeah. yeah. so obvious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also hinging it on multiple choice questions. Oh, yeah. Who idea yeah. whose idea was that? Yeah, that's yeah. nonsense, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the first episode, they talk about it for about 15 minutes. It's ridiculous, Don't care, isn't it? don't care. Yeah. Not bothered about it. Why are you lingering on this? Yeah. Just answer the question. Loosely, loosely based on the Queen or something, because that sort of ties back to Bond. Yeah. But the, the, the worst, the, the, the bit I didn't like is the product placement. Obviously, there's loads of product placement in it. When, it, when they go, I think it's in the first episode, the, the, the two um, Essex guys, and they go to the garage and they like just start pulling off things. Oh, it's, the, it's a Land Rover. Oh, it's the car from Goldfinger. Are you yeah. using these? No, no, no. We just have to mention them just just to draw, pull it back to Bond. But they, they were like, "Well, what's, why is that in? Why is that in here?" Okay, show that then. Uh, can you do a little bit more on the car, please? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and ultimately, it comes down to me: is who is this show for? Yeah. Who benefits from this show? Mm-hmm. Reality TV fans, people who like enjoying watching reality TV. They have way better options available yeah. to them, right? Well, I can yeah. think of two, like Race Across the World and Traitors. Fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Even just I'm a Celebrity. Gladiators yeah. is coming back, yeah. right? Yeah, um, Survivor that's going Yeah, on. Strictly. Um, married at First Sight. These are all properly made reality shows. Yeah, yeah. there's constructed yeah. reality to it. But you understand what it is and how yeah. it works. This, to me, just didn't make any sense. It's like an advert, isn't it? It could be an advert. Yeah. It it, it could be a Land Rover advert. It could be a holiday advert. And you think, oh, well, maybe they're going to throw some Bond questions in or the people who are doing it are going to be Bond fans. But the way they sell it is like, oh, what would real people do if they were putting James Bond scenarios? That would be great. Show me that. I don't yeah, yeah. like. Not. I tell you. I tell you. Walking across a mountain is not James Bond scenario. <laughs> I've ever seen him walk across a mountain. I haven't seen him do that. Or answering multiple choice questions. <laughs> no. Well, they should, probably should do that in the, in Bond twenty six. That was quite. Maybe that's design. how they'll tie it all in. Yeah. 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 Um, so just like yeah, to, to sum it up, I think it's going to be a footnote. I think it's a big mistake. Mm. Yeah. Probably a costly one. I can't imagine the um, carbon footprint of the show. I mean, yeah. Brendan, uh, there's probably something that you must have considered watching the, it. The company I work for worked on it. Oh no, really? Yeah. And, How do they uh, offset it? They plant like a thousand trees. You're not, in. You're not going to offset that. It's it's mm. crazy. In an age where everyone is conscious about that sort of thing. Just to get to two people to the climb, a, climb a scaffolding. <laughs> I just remembered a bit in the first episode. They drive 
drive when they go find the cars, they drive away in a Land Rover and it breaks down. Oh, that, what uh, is the, in the point second, in that? In the second episode, another car breaks down, so they then have to go and find someone else. The, 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 so, so they have to drive somewhere twenty miles or something, and they've got a car. Car breaks down. There, oh, we've got to go and find someone to drive us there. They nobody's nobody's stopping, and then suddenly the car stops, and this guy, this Italian guy, goes hello. And you instantly you go, oh, he's an actor, isn't he? He's clearly an actor. I thought as a fun thought exercise, if we were all slagging it off saying, oh, it's a crap James Bond reality show, why yeah. didn't they think of something better? What, I asked you to both to think about what would be a better reality TV series based on James Bond. Um, can I go first, just to give you a sense of where I'm at with Absolutely. this? Q's Scrap Heap Challenge. Okay. So mm. it's Q, yeah. right? And mm. it's like, imagine Desmond Llewellyn, he's in a scrap heap. It's Scrappy Holland Challenge, but with Desmond Llewellyn. Yeah. And he, you have to go out, you've got to build me a watch that oh, has a that's good. That, that has a grappling good. hook built into it. They've got to go out into the scrap yeah. heap and build a grappling hook watch from the stuff in the that's scrap heap. That's very good. My, that's, that's where I'm that's at. Nice. That's the level I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. about you? Um, well, I've got a, a few. Um, it's, it's basically the Bake Off, but with cocktails. <laughs> yes. This is all you've got to do like that. That's at least good. it ties that it is in, good. That and is you could good. have guest uh, guest judges that yes. are from the world of Bond yes. to tie it all in. Doesn't even have to be anyone big. It can no. be Samantha Bond. It can yeah. be Caroline Bliss. I'm just thinking of the great like... British cockoff. <laughs> I mean, you, you could <laughs> call it that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't have a title, but if yeah. you want to go, well, with use that. that yeah. Use that, mate. If you want to do that, that's not a problem. Shaken, shaken, not stirred. Shaken, not stirred. But it's very obvious. But, I mean, yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? Much no. cheaper. Just three episodes. It doesn't need to be anything massive. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd so, be good. Yeah. What, so you have, what do you come up with? So, I had the Great British Quiche Off, which is my... <laughs> that was my... Uh, although that's quite specific, because people who don't know she's a kill probably will be confused by that. Yeah. But might yeah. work. But my other one that was actually I thought about yeah. was... I think the problem with Road to a Million is that real people can't do Bond. It doesn't work. They're real people. Mm-hmm. They can't do bonds. So that you, you've got disparity between what you're trying to do and, and what you're trying to deliver. So I thought you could get actual ex-servicemen, spies, stuff like that, people who had been working in that world. Might be ex-police, so they don't have to be spies that you know, you, you're you not allowed to talk about. You put them in like a mansion with big grounds and they have to find some. they have to find something. Like yeah. the start of From Russia with Love, like Spectre yeah. Island. Exactly, Spectre exactly. Island, exactly. it works. Spectre Island would yeah. be right. Yeah. So you, you have all these people on there, and in order to solve the things, some things you need to do it as a group. Yeah. But obviously they're all trying to do it on their own. So you have to be a spy. And Traitors, to, yes. Yeah, so you have, to, you have to get involved. Some of the people in the group are also computer experts, like hacker-type people. Right. So some of the things, you need one of those people, so you have to befriend those people. But you also put little challenges in as well. So it might be like there's a casino night. There's actors obviously involved in it as well. A casino night, you've got to find out who does this. But they're real spies, so you'll see how they would actually do it yeah. and see if it's like Bond. So it's actually a reality show that works. Yeah, it's yeah. in the. It's very Spectre similar. Island. That's Spectre it. Island, Spectre Island. It's done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had one like like that it was like a Darren Brown style show where he like trains someone up to like mm. be a James Bond type mm-hmm. spy yeah. and they've got to complete a mission at a real life event where they've got to you know convince someone that something's happened and oh, like, yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean that'd like, be great well, the, the, yeah. the problem is you someone undercover yeah. you, you can't orchestrate a scenario in the real world where you can be Bond it right. just wouldn't work because no. obviously you, you're, you're going to get told off for yeah. doing stuff yeah. if, you, if you build this cent- this place where 
some people might be real, some people are actors and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's not about where they are. They yeah. have a lot of space. So some people might even camp overnight somewhere because they know that something's going to happen 10 miles from the mansion at a certain point in time. So you see how they would deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it all, it just Bond has so many skills, right? He's got like loads of different things you can lean on. It can mm. be like um, just any, or like shooting, skiing, mm. like driving yeah. cars these mm. could all be challenges within a you know a crystal maze type setting yeah, or yeah. you know that's yeah. but you don't want it to be about the challenge because the challenge is boring it's about being a spy that's right. the thing that's interesting right. you want to see somebody be a spy you don't want to see two women from Birmingham wherever who don't know anything about it just going I don't know what I'm doing here what am I doing oh there's yeah. a snake I've got to touch a snake that's not what Bond would do you yeah. want to see Bond or somebody like Bond go in, in fact you'd probably see him do things where you the, the, these experts you go well we wouldn't do it like that but this is how Bond mm-hmm. should do it which yeah. would make it really interesting and a bit more compelling well, here's my final idea right <clears throat> it's called Henchman right okay. and it's a squid game style thing where Ooh. they're working for a Blofeld type boss yeah and they have to prove themselves through a series of again challenges yes. and it's stuff like shark tanks it's, so that's um, Spectre Island again. It's Spectre Island again. <laughs> right, okay. But it's from the bad Season guy's two. point of view. So you're competing to become Blofeld's right-hand man. You've that's got to good. do that's all these good. like yeah. evil challenges that are like... And you're going to dress them all up funny? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah and they're going to get blown up and like... Oh, they get to they get to choose their outfits and stuff and uh, like they they get judged on how good their outfit is. Oh, there's... Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like... Um, what was that one with Trini and Susanna where they would get them dressed Big up? Fun, big fun. I didn't think Trini and Susanna <laughs> were going to get brought up on this one. Yeah. yeah. I think Gokwan might be a bit... Gokwan, yeah. Gokwan, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Anyway, that's my... Um, that's my... Um, yeah, Blofeld Minions uh, yeah. series. Fantastic. Can... I had one more. Goggle Bond. Goggle... It's basically just p- actors from the world of Bond watching Bond films. Nobody's going to do it. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> will do that. Wow, I like that. Because that is quite good. People revisit in not only their own films but other Goggle Bond. Bond. It's brilliant. Goggle Bond. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. even have to be people in Bond. It can just be you know Scarlet. Yeah, you Scarlet could even stick to not anymore. It's got to be. It's got to be people associated with Bond. You couldn't just. Well, I you, you could, could pair them up. You could. So, well, you could do celebrity Goggle Bond and, and yeah, normal, yeah, normal Goggle Bond. Bond. You're not normal Goggle Bond, would you? With Bond fans. Oh no no no! no. Just I just thought about that. Yeah, I just realised. Yeah, no, that's very nice. That's very nice. Do you understand the tax breaks behind this one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be us. Yeah. <laughs> we would not be invited on it. Where can you use the Players Club card? Las Vegas, Atlantic City, the Caribbean, on cruise ships. Sometimes you just need to get away from it, all right? But these days, you got to be smart about it. With a Players Club card, you save 25, 50% off your room. 25% off food and drinks, up to 50% off shows. The Players Club card. Have some fun the smart way. New members get two free nights in Las Vegas or Atlantic City when the club books their flights. Call toll-free right now. There's no obligation. We had a question from one of our um, friends online. This is from the Best Bits podcast. And they said, which Bond gadget would you give each other as a Christmas gift? Mm. Did you think about this? Yeah. Oh, yes. No cars, helicopters, crocodiles, submarines. It has to be stocking filler item. So. You're with you. I, he asked me this earlier, I didn't tell him. So, right, go on uh, then, you go first. So I would buy you both the ticker tape thing, <laughs> messaging watch. Because you, you, you'd have to give it to more than one person, because otherwise it'd be completely useless. Right. So we, all three of us would have it. 
and you'd message each other through that. Yeah. But because it's quite expensive to probably do that all the time in yeah. a digital world, you'd have to use quite short words. So it would just probably be offensive words all the time. Yeah. You just get an offensive word when you sat in a meeting. No. <laughs> but people would see it. Like, What's that? What's that? That, that, that little printing thing? Oh my God. What? Who's that? Where do you even get that tape from to re? Well, exactly. Yeah, I suppose you'd have to come with uh, a, like in a year's supply of it or something okay. like that. But um, so that would replace our WhatsApp group. Exactly. That, okay, but, great. but you'd have to be a bit more le- like uh, leaner on how we message. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brendan? You um, the Ericsson phone from T- Tomorrow Never Dies. You okay. said we can't do the car. Right. You said we can't do the phone. <laughs> the most useless right. uh, gift ever. But you're just getting the phone, so you can't. You know, and it's a two G phone, so. It's really useless, but you've got. I reckon I mean, you, you give it to give that to Butler. He'd open it and be like, "This is amazing," yeah. and then realise <laughs> useless. He hasn't got a car. He can't get on the internet with it. Yeah. I'm like driving it, going, "It's going to arrive in a minute. It's going to get her in a minute. It's going to get her in a minute." Sat in the back of a car. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just went with the Bond, the pen. Explain. We talked pen. about that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it's well, an easy Christmas gift. Blow us up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not going to tell you it's a bomb. Just well, you give it to you. Yeah. Like you've got two children in the house. You've got to be careful they don't open the wrong present. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, lots of gadgets that would fit in a stocking, right? Yeah. All the watches. All the watches. They would all, all go watches. in, wouldn't they? You can't put yeah. a watch in a stocking. Why? Well, it depends which watch it is, but. They're quite expensive. That's not a stocking pillow. You know what you're great in a stocking with Blofeld's eyeball? M- mine's, a Casio, uh, mine's a Casio, perfect. isn't it? Is it Casio or is it a Timex? The one he's got. The... Oh, yes. Yeah. So it's pretty cheap. That is a stocking filler. But if yeah. you're having like a, one of the, the proper the, ones. The Sonar one that explodes glass. In... What's, no, what's the brand that he has? Well, that they all work with. Amiga. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's not a stocking filler. No. no. You, get, you can get the Roger Moore era, like Psycho. Um, is it Seiko? The Seiko, yes, yeah. yes. ジェームズ・ボンドは要の成功デジタルに新製品登場。アラーム機能と8桁計算機搭載。スーパービジネスマンに成功チェックメイト。Should we talk about Bond 26? Mm, why not? So, uh, we put a call out on social media asking our listeners what they wanted to hear us talk about and overwhelmingly Everyone wanted to hear us talk about Bond 26. So Robert Skull said, the new Bond, obviously. Colin Halls asked, what do you want to see in a new Bond film? Christian Zolo Zabal said, the future of the James Bond franchise. And our friends at Spy Hard, they want to know what we want from the next Bond film. And I've actually got some suggestions before we dive into this mm. from people. So perfect some ways, have a listen. What they want, yeah. Um, Jim Listy, his... Uh, requirements for Bond 26 are very, very short and to the point. Not Bond 25. I mean, they yeah. couldn't just release the same film again. <laughs> but I think I understand his sentiment. Yeah. What do you think? What do you take back from that meaning? meaning yeah, I think they've got to completely change the way that they, the format. Make it a bit more interesting. Make it a bit more exciting. And not do what they did at the end. Mm. They can't do it again, right? <sighs> yeah, you would hope not. Mark Turnbull was very specific. He wants more one-liners, harder action and comedy escapes. And he references the hang glider. Mm. Okay. Yep. So that seems to me a t- change in tone, perhaps, yep. to an older Sounds like it's, that's a little bit of a Roger Moore focus. of uh... Yeah. Andy Pitt, very familiar refrain here from Bond fans, a return to Bond being given missions and more espionage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Can we just yeah. have him have a standalone mission? Yeah. He goes just to him, gets to brief, that's it, he's on his mission. Not and something he's, he's not actually meant to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then some very specific uh, uh, requests. Phil Nobile Jr. said he wants something lighter, but done in a way I wouldn't have thought of myself, which I think sort of sums up most people. My feelings, for sure. 
yeah, they've got to go lighter, haven't they? Yeah. Got to be lighter, got to be yeah. fun. And he suggests, fun. failing that, Nicholas Holt as Bond, directed by Edgar Wright. Okay. Okay. Um, John Moss suggested that they should take inspiration from Man with the Golden Gun, the book. Do you know this one? No. So Man with the Golden Gun book is set after You Only Live Twice, the book, which ended with Bond being injured in Japan. Um, and he has, at the start of the film, he's got, uh, sorry, start of the book, he's got amnesia from a head injury. Oh, so yes. he spends months living mm. with Fisher people. He's got a wife, like Kissy Suzuki's his wife. Um, and then he travels to the Soviet Union trying to figure out who he is because that's he knows he's got something to do with it. And they end up brainwashing him, sending him to M to kill him. Yeah. So that's how the man with the golden gun opens with Bra- mm. Bond brainwashed. To me, that's an interesting idea, but it suggests that, that they will have to continue some sort of narrative from No Time to Die. It sounds like an Amazon series to me. <laughs> I think the problem they'd have to do is they're going to have to do the initial film. You couldn't just do that. I feel like you've got to do the losing his memory yeah. first. Yeah, you've got to do The Empire Strikes Back before you get yeah. to The Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's got Star Wars in there, doesn't he? <laughs> he can't help himself. Yeah. And French and Saunders. <laughs> So on Twitter, he said he wants James Bond actor to be a minimum of 30 and a maximum of 33. Very specific. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That actually probably makes casting easier. Yeah. And then two very common suggestions. One from Liam. He said he just wants David Arnold to come back. Agreed. Okay. Okay. And Michael Baker says Martin Campbell to direct Richard Madden as Bond. Okay. Campbell coming back for a third relaunch would be fantastic, I yeah, think. I mean, he, why not? In his 80s. To, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Why not? So, um, this got me thinking, how do we talk about Bond 26 without boring on about like all the things everyone used to yeah. bore on? So, I, I challenged you both to come up with some suggestions for Bond, choices for Bond 26. Wheatley, I've asked you to come up with some evil suggestions. Oh, I haven't done them. We've actually, I've, he's done all of them. Yeah. I, I've done the... Uh, I ignored your... The brief. The brief. <laughs> You've ignored the brief. I've ignored the brief and I've done the neutral choices. Right. But, and I've done some evil choices, but he's got all well, of them. Well, let's so. so you've done... I've done everything. You've yeah. done good, neutral, I've and done all evil. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Not, I, so I've, I've only... spare time. Yeah. I've only just... I've only done good. So let's start off from the top then. Who would be a good choice? And when I say good, I mean someone who would actually do a really good job. Uh, not an obvious choice, perhaps, but and also possibly a risky, like, mm. hire for it. Mm. The neutral choice, I would say, is someone who would be the obvious choice. Quite, uh, they would do a solid, if not groundbreakingly different job. And then the evil choice is the worst, you know, the, the worst choice imaginable. The, yeah. jo- the choice that you make just for jokes, right? Yeah. So let's talk about the good choice for Bond director. Who, who have you got? I've got Christopher Nolan. I would, I've got that for neutral. You've got that for the I've neutral. I've got that and, as the... That's... Who have you got? Christopher Nolan. I, 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 he was on my list for neutral, but I've gone for Martin Campbell for neutral. Yeah, I think he's okay. the neutral option, right? Okay. What have you got? Well, Greta Gerwig. Right. Is that you neutral? Said, you said go. No, 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 no. This is good. This oh, is. Are we doing good now? Risky. Yeah. Good. Wacky. Oh right. I know. I haven't got anything. For I'm good. going wacky. So you're going Greta Gerwig. Yeah. Director of Barbie. Yep. To okay. be the. I mean, to be honest, it can't get any worse. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> But I mean, why not? Let's let's see what see what she can come up with. She yeah. can do, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, interesting. That's what I'm thinking. You, you told me you said not a, you know possibly risky. It would be a risk. Yeah, mm. but, but she has directed one of the biggest films exactly of the mm. year. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that has a strong message. Why yeah. not? Yeah, yeah. Give it a go. Okay, the neutral choice. You said Martin Campbell. Yeah, I've gone with Nolan. No, you think he's the no, obvious choice? I think he's choice. the obvious choice. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. He is the obvious choice, but. 
Yeah, whether we get that. Well, they're both obvious choices. Yeah. Um, well, I would say someone like, also like Denis Villeneuve is an obvious mm, choice yeah. as well. Yeah. But yeah. I think he'd be more of a good choice because he could do something interesting with it. Mm. Like, mm. my only issue with Villeneuve is, I think, and also Greta Gerwig, I feel like you need someone who, like, understands the British mm, sensibilities, yeah. way of life. Nolan is British Bide in a way. Yeah, when you yeah. go, yeah, <laughs> when you go off, I don't know. That's that's my feeling on that. Um, it, uh, Christopher Nolan's a tricky one because I think that he would make it very similar to what we've had previously. Yeah, he's a bit of a removal, isn't he? I think I'd. I mean, there was rumours about him coming to do it and doing it period piece, and I think that's mm. the angle I'd like to right. go down. That's Nolan, wishful thinking. Though, Nolan goes, that is wishful. It's thinking. not going to happen. No, it's mm. not. They're never going to make no. a, a, a. But I just, I just, film. I just think going back to fifties and sixties is, is where you get the most. Yeah, you know, mm. interesting. Story. You just don't get any box office from that period yeah. or, or yeah. Yeah. product placement. Uh, the evil choice then. I haven't got one. Taiki Waititi. <laughs> That's good, isn't it? That's, That's very good. good. I just think it would be abysmal. I would probably yeah, yeah. manage about 10 minutes of it. Well, it would yeah. be hilarious. Would it? On it some would have level. Chris, what's his name? Hemsworth. Hemsworth is Bond. <laughs> it would be fantastic. <laughs> so, no, he, he, no, he would play Bond. He would play yeah, oh, would No, he would play No, I've got him later on. I've got him later on. Right. Yeah. Uh, what about Wes Anderson? I thought about that, but that was too ridiculous. That was absolutely too ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Lee Tamahori coming back yeah Bond 26 here's the ultimate evil choice Daniel Craig make his director oh, oh that's good that's worse than that's that that is that is worse. yeah yeah and yeah. the problem is I can see that happening yeah I know right um, <laughs> I'm joking of course um, so let's talk about Money Penny. let's go in the direction of Money Penny. who would be a good choice for, for Money Penny? Florence Pugh okay Okay, Florence Pugh cropped up in my thoughts as well. Yeah, yeah. If you were doing it well, I think she could do a good job. Yeah, yeah. Possibly too a big a name job. to play. Yeah, but I, mean, I just think, I think with the next Bond, they're all, they're all going to be big names. They're going to have to go with that. It's the way the industry now, isn't it? You want all the big names. You want all the people who are promoting it. It's a Marvel yeah, world. Yeah, you kind of are going to struggle going with no names. Mm. You know, they even started at the end of you yeah. know, Daniel Craig's era. Everyone was a name. Yeah. No. So for me, I've got a good one here. Well, I think it's a good one. I was thinking about Lois Maxwell, matronly and yet alluring. Yeah. Hannah Waddingham. Ooh, yes. No, you're not feeling that one. I like Hannah Waddingham, but, but I just, I just feel like she's got a like something that would be good with a younger Bond. Like you I know, did, like, I actually did think about this that it would be nice to mix up the the the. The um the age the, the age dynamics, thing yeah. and actually have somebody who's older mm. obviously had had one of them isn't that old but forty nine yeah forty nine there you go but yeah. if you've got a bond who's like thirty three that's actually quite a nice little yeah mix yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, that's have you got what else have you got what choice have you got for what good uh, money penny uh, I haven't got anything for for good you haven't who what have you gone for for neutral yeah Karen Karen Gillen very good that's yeah. a good choice Karen Gillen a, a neutral choice obviously would be Naomi Harris right to come back and do Money yeah, again. A confusing yeah. choice if we change everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's the only one doing the end. <laughs> um, I've gone for Margot Robbie. Wow, um, no, that's, that's bold. That, oh, that's not a neutral choice. <laughs> you think, neutral think choice. I should switch my? Is this now? just Barbie too? <laughs> what? Yeah, <have> you... <laughs> yeah. I want to make Barbie too. So I'm guessing Bond is. Uh, what's his Just face? you wait. He is Ken. Yeah, of course okay, he is. Okay. Any evil choices for Money Penny? Miranda Hart. <laughs> 
I just thought, oh, that's not even evil. <laughs> that's, just, that's just completely ridiculous. Um, imagine with my Taiki Watiti directing, we got Miranda Hart. I mean, I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd go for Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Rebel Wilson, I thought, would be a, yeah, she's got an evil choice. Well, yeah. She's my cue. Okay, <laughs> let's do Q then. Let's do Q. Okay. Uh, who's got a good... Uh, Richard Aoudi, I thought, would be... Very good. Worth, worth a look at. I'm not sure he's that. good. No, but this is possibly risky, remember? Oh, it's possibly risky. And he's yeah. got that vibe. Actually, no, he... he Socially he, he, awkward. I love that. I love he that. He seems a bit neutral to me. He seems like he would he's obviously not, just he's work. He's not neutral, because that neutral says that they would go with it. If they announced yeah. him in the casting, it would be a shock. Right. But it's certainly an angle that they could go down with. Yeah, again, I thought the neutral choice would just be Ben Wishaw to come back. But well, um, and Nicholas Holt, which is basically Ben Wishaw, isn't it? Holt uh, Q. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah. I'm going for uh, Reese Shearsmith. Right. Oh, very good. A bit older. I think, the, I think we bring fantastic. back... That's fantastic. I think we bring back an older Q. Yeah. I was thinking about people like... What's his face from Fasher? Charlie Hickson. Charlie Hickson. But then I thought, a little bit too... Like, like Reese Shearsmith is a bit younger, isn't he? He's yeah. got the perfect age for it. Yeah. But you, I think you go back to they've mixed it up. They've had a younger cue. Yeah. Um, now they go back to it being sort of a, a more fatherly figure, not this but uncle-y figure. Yeah. Yeah. He, he won the avuncular. He, yeah. he also does frustration so well, and and yeah. you know you get that across. Mm. I love that choice. Yeah, that is brilliant. Mm. Lock it in. Yeah. Who's an evil choice for Q? Elon Musk. Surely, <laughs> imagine getting him in. He's, that's not even an even, that's just a ridiculous choice yeah exactly right okay could have had a ridiculous choice one and just <laughs> thrown all of this stuff into it I've got banks of ridiculous choices <laughs> I've got uh, Tim Minchin as Q yeah that's good I'll have Michael McIntyre Michael McIntyre absolute character James Corden oh, oh he's M yeah. he's M right okay let's move on to M then who have we got for M Idris Elba yes Said this a long time ago. Yeah, I, I, I said this as well. One. Yeah, I think yeah. that'd be a really clever choice. Yeah, yeah, that's the good choice. Yeah, yeah. What about a neutral choice? <clears throat> uh, Gillian Anderson. Yes, that's basically good. the so modern Judy good. Dench, when yeah. she would take over that mantle. I think. Yes. I mean, Olivia Colman for neutral. Yep, yeah. yeah. same, same also, vibe, isn't it? Same also vibe, good. Yeah. Yeah. What about an evil M? Uh, Taika Waititi. <laughs> He's got a cast himself, <laughs> hasn't he? In my awful Bond film. Yeah, I've got John Cleese. Oh. <laughs> Crikey! Oh, I, I haven't got anyone, but I'll stick Michael McIntyre in again. <laughs> All right, Felix Leiter. So <clears throat> good choice. I've gone for Jason Sudeikis. I thought ah, he cropped up in my thoughts you know as well. What? Yeah, he could do that. Not as Ted Lasso, but yeah. I can see it. Yeah, I can he see could it. definitely do that, and I think it'd be quite an interesting yeah. take. So I went for for neutral. I went for Bill Hader. But I actually think Bill Hader would be better than what's his name, Sudeikis. Sudeikis. Yeah, I think he'd be a, a good option. For yeah, Mike. I really a, like that. He's a little yeah. bit more understand. He, he could play a different. I mm. think Sudeikis is probably going to be pretty standard. Whereas yeah. I think Bill Hader is probably a bit more interesting. He could be a bit more involved. I yeah. like that. I like um, the idea. In the books, he was always like a lanky sort of mm. long shanks type character, and I think um, Bill Hader has that about him as yeah. well, doesn't he? Yeah. For me, I had Janelle Monae. I thought, like, if we're going to gender flip anyone, yeah. Felix is probably yeah. an open, it's a sort of a gender neutral name, isn't yeah. it? I yeah, think yeah, she true. would be an amazing, I think she'd be an amazing addition to any Bond film, but. Um, that's true. Yeah. So, villains, I didn't actually well, talk about. Well, hang on, I'm Felix Leiter. Oh, right, sorry, evil. Remember, I've got loads of. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so, Ryan Gosling, I went as oh, the. As the, as the, as the that's as the neutral. Gosling. Right. I Gosling think he would do a good Felix Leiter. Yeah. Well, Ryan Gosling is Felix Leiter in the neutral. Yeah. 
coming in. That's so, that is so okay, neutral. Well, okay. Owen Wilson. Oh, oh no, I actually thought of Owen Wilson. I thought, actually, he's a, he probably would be quite good. He would actually be good, yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ryan Reynolds is the uh, awful choice. He would be bad, wouldn't he? Kevin Hart. Ooh, yeah. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be awful, wouldn't it? It'd be awful. But <laughs> Kevin James, even worse. <laughs> Kevin James is my M. <laughs> Should we just cast it from, like, American sitcoms? Yeah. That's not bad. That's next year's special. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, do you want to talk villains? I didn't yeah. put Bill on the list, but I did ask you to think about it. Mm. So, um, my, I mean, I've always said this. I think Ben Mendelsohn, it's his time to be a Bond villain at some point. Yeah. Right, he'd be a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What have you got? Uh, I've gone for David Tennant and Michael Sheen together as a oh. villainous duo. An erotic duo. Because they, they, they don't act apart these days. No, exactly. You've got, to, you've got to hire them together. Yeah. No, but yeah. I just thought they could, yeah, if they were both... Well, like evil. a Winton Kid type scenario. That sort of vibe, and obviously nice. good omens. That's quite so, interesting. That's quite yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Did you have any? I went for Cillian Murphy. Okay, as the villain, I like yeah. that Scarecrow. Mm. He's not going to be playing Scarecrow, but he will be wearing a mask <laughs> on his head it, to look like a Scarecrow. To look like a Scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> and did you have any evil choices for the villain? The Rock. Yeah, very good. Yes. Absolutely useless. <laughs> I, I thought about The Rock, but then I thought that is too ridiculous. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> need a new, new list for the PM next year. Uh, I haven't got anyone else for the for the villain. Add neutral, though. Damien Lewis. Thought it would uh, be very good. Very good, yeah. yeah. I feel like he's been a Bond villain before. It does feel that? like that, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm, I'm thinking yeah. of the other guy from Die Another Day. Okay, Bond girls. I've got some good choices. I there. didn't know any Bond girls. No. Right, you didn't do any no, at all. This yeah. was a late edition. This seemed a little bit offensive to me. Yeah. We're, we're beyond that. We're progressive. <laughs> Have you seen White Lotus? Yes. Season two? Yeah. You know the two young girls? Yeah. Both of them. Just put, put them in the Bond movie. Okay. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I just think they were like great in that show. I heard the one I'm thinking of is the, the I don't know, she was like the main girl. Her name's Simona Tabasco. I think yeah. She sounds like a Bond girl yeah. already, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah. Any, any other choices? I mean, Florence Pugh, again, I know her name already, but I think she, she'd be a good no, modern too Bond girl. She couldn't be just, well, I mean, Bond girl... Yeah, but you've got to modernise the role. You're thinking yeah, 60s yeah, bikini. Like, yeah, yeah. You've you got to modernise. Yeah, but still. You're thinking Melinda Messenger here, aren't you? <laughs> I'm thinking Melinda Messenger. Get Melinda Messenger. <laughs> <laughs> I also thought Jodie Turner-Smith as well. I thought she'd be a good okay. addition to the, yeah. the Bond mm. series. Right, song. Big one. Yeah. Yeah. This is a big one. I've only got one for this. Who's it gone? Well, I've only got the neutral one, so. What's that? Lady Gaga. Neutral? I would say it was an evil choice. Uh, yeah, me too. No, I, I wow. reckon Lady Gaga would be able to... Because what you want with a Bond song is it's got to be marketable. I mean, the Bond, yeah. the Bond song is basically a marketing channel, isn't it? You've got to have somebody mm. that's going to promote... like by Just by doing it, they're going to promote it. That's true. No disrespect and, to Lady Gaga. I think her moment's passed. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I thought uh, about it. I was like, no, she's just done. It's 10 she's years, done, 10, 15 done. years. Yeah, she's done. And mm. then there's two very obvious good choices. Who have you got? Well, what, do you want the, the good... Go, go with good first. <laughs> Arctic Monkeys. That's actually what I had written down as well. What? Yeah, I think yeah. could do. Okay. This era, you're you're stuck in the past. So I want Brian. In many ways. I want, <laughs> ways. I want Brian Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Bolton. But I, I think Arctic Monkeys' uh, latest album, The Car. Yeah, it's, it's very, very cinematic. Didn't yeah. even know they had a new album. So, Unbelievable. Uh, move still, on. Move on. You're still dancing. It's <laughs> a neutral end. Oh, sorry, I actually meant neutral choices. As it's well. a neutral yeah. Lana Del Rey. Oh, yeah, yeah, I would. I thought the obvious neutral choices were Harry Styles, 
Taylor Swift, right? The two I biggest artists Swift in the, the list, world yeah. at the moment. Yeah. That's the at a level that the I, I had Taylor Swift on the list, but I don't know any Taylor Swift songs, so I didn't know if it, it would be absolute madness to suggest that. But, uh, but one one key proviso for me for the song, do it with David Arnold. Yeah, please just, do it with David Arnold. Just let yeah. David Arnold do the song. Mm, he knows mm, what he's doing. Mm. Yeah, um, I've gone for Madonna as the evil choice. Great, <laughs> bring her back. Why not? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely bring her back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, big one. Yeah, Bond. Bond himself. Exactly. James Bond. And I wasn't joking when I said Ryan Gosling earlier. I think that's my that's my risky choice. Are you working for <laughs> Mattel? Yeah. Is that why you're wearing that pink Barbie? Have you just watched Look, Barbie? And you're can I, can I just about? say, he, he treads the line between emotional and funny very well. Okay, is that what you want? He's too old. He's too He's old. Too He's going to be between 30 old. and 33. That's true. He is too old. He's 10 years older than that. But he, he doesn't look it. No, you know, he doesn't. I'm, I'm, I can just hear people switching off. I don't want to even dream. I don't want to get, I don't want to, I don't want to get, you know, my hopes up. <laughs> I don't think they'll have a Canadian James Bond. <laughs> I just don't know that, that we're there yet. Let's move it on. Oh, okay. Who fine. else have you got? Well, Cavill is the neutral, boring, you know, it's Henry Cavill, isn't it? The open goal, isn't yeah. it? Um, but he's too old. He doesn't fit this 31 to 33 bracket. Well, let's talk about the other contenders then. Aaron Taylor-Johnson. Yeah. yeah. He would be all right. Can you see it? Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I think it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's the greatest actor, but then... Who is? He's not. <laughs> Who is? Anyone <laughs> <laughs> uh, else? Um, who else has been linked with it? Um, I mean, obviously, Idris Elba's too old. It's too old. Dev Patel, I think, would, would be good. Patel, Dev Patel would be Even good. Even what's his face? Bill Elliott's getting too old now, isn't it? Yeah, he's too short as well. Yeah. Whoa, come on. That's shortest. That's shortest. That's what a short person would say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I can't think of any of the other big contenders. At least for the good and, good and the neutral. It's just such a... I mean, I look, uh, when, when I was looking at this, I looked at the list, you know, the odds list. Yeah. Ridiculous. The names on those odds lists... No, Henry Golden. I don't even look at him anymore. No, I mean, he's okay. The, have we done the uh, terrible? terrible. Tom, Har- Tom Hardy. Timothy Chalamet. I've got Timothy Chalamet. Of course you have. So I've also th- got him as my good one. <laughs> <laughs> so the evil choice of Bond is... And M. It's Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, that would be ridiculous. It would be ridiculous. But I would watch it. Of course you would. Mm. I think you'd watch my film. I mean, all my bad choices. So it's Barbie. It's just Barbie. Yeah, yeah that's true. But with Bond. <laughs> What about um, who's that other one um, that we always talk about? Tom Holland. That's a no, very evil you. choice. That is very evil. Yeah, evil. yeah. No. especially after Uncharted. And so, any good suggestions? Like actual good suggestions? Aaron Taylor <laughs> Johnson for me seems fine. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no. Tim, Tom Hiddleston. No. No. Too he's old too old. As well. He's way too old now. He could be him. He could be him. He could be. He's very Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Vibe. Yeah. Um, he could be money penny. I just think it's talked about to death, and yeah. I just want them to do it. Uh, I just, we could throw names in the air constantly, but yeah. until they name it. In, so, in terms of what what you actually want from 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 Bond twenty six, uh, safe pair of hands, comfortable, Martin enjoyable, Campbell. yeah, bit of bit of romp, bit of fun. That yeah. can't that can't be what they do. That won't be what they do. They can't go gritty. They probably will go gritty. They shouldn't go gritty. We've had enough of that for a while. We need something a little bit we need different. Light. Well, uh, this is what Edgar Wright says, isn't it? They, with Bond, they do it uh, dark chocolate, light chocolate. So yeah, mm. yeah Sean Connery dark chocolate. Tim um, Lazenby light chocolate. Yeah. 
Terry's light chocolate. Wait, no, this is... Then they were even lighter chocolate with Roger Moore. Lighter chocolate with Roger Moore. But then they went dark chocolate with Dalton. Uh, then they went um, light with Brosnan, light with Brosnan dark with um, uh, Daniel Craig, yeah. Yeah. and now they need to go light they have to. again. They have, to. they have to go light. Especially I, I with reckon how you make it Britishy, slightly British-y. pound. Is that a word? It's a very popular word when you British. <laughs> Britishy. I don't want it fully British. British is <laughs> it's got to be Britishy. A little bit of an American sprinkle. Uh, okay. on it. Yeah. It's got to be British. E with. <laughs> it's got to appreciate the British. Sense of humour, idiom, all that sort of thing. Yeah, okay. a bit back to the old style, but also throwaway. You can watch it. Great, enjoyed that. Yeah, don't need to know what happens after that. Let's yeah. do a new thing next time. Standalone. A bit like Knives Out. Yeah, campy, bit fun. Got Spy Love Me is what you're describing. Uh, yeah, I no, think I it needs it needs some golden eye energy. Spy Love Me, sort yeah. of that sort of like golden era of like. Mm-hmm. Uh, sprightly Bond films. Sprightly yeah. Bond films, that's a good phrase, isn't it? Yeah, yeah something yeah. that's light on its feet. Yeah. Something that's surprising as well, but yeah. also familiar. Yeah. Um, and that's something I also felt a bit about with 007 Road to a Million, is it felt like it was resting on its laurels mm. a little bit too it much. It was, it was basically. It's like they'd used the same cameras from No Time to Die and... Some of the, well, they used loads of the same location, didn't they? But, well. So in that sense, you are because they'll need to direct it before they get anything else. They need someone that's going to bring inject some new life into it. Mm, yeah. So which is why someone like Edgar Wright might be an interesting choice. I don't know if he's like. The I group. think I think Edgar Wright's too risky. He's, he's too his style. It's almost like Edgar Wright's quite Sam Raimi in a way that you can tell it's an Edgar Wright shot, stylized. Yeah. And you can't have that. They won't allow that. You can't they hired that. Danny Boyle. Well, you're right, actually. They hired Danny Boyle and then they got rid of him because yeah, they, he yeah. wouldn't it's bend too, to their will, yeah. right? Well, apparently. And Edgar Wright's already left Ant-Man because of the same sorts of thing yeah. where he couldn't, they didn't want to do the exact thing that they wanted to do. So. But the thing that they have the advantage of now is that they're starting from a blank slate, right? So yes. Edgar Wright, if he came in, wouldn't have the Baggage. parameters yeah. to work in. Yeah. He'd be able to forge his own path. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like Nolan and Villeneuve good choices, but could be risky in that they are m- similar to what we had with the Daniel Craig films. Mm, but yeah. then that being said, that, that Nolan says his favorite of the Bond films is the Spy Who Loved Me, mm. and he also mm. like has homaged on a Majesty's Secret Service. Yeah. So I feel like assuming that he'd make a film like the Daniel Craig films is is getting ahead of it. I think actually he would be very considered, but just whether then whether or not they would concede the creative control to him that he would want. This is the I think that's the that's the sticking point, isn't it? Point. Mm. Yeah. 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 So Martin Campbell it is. <laughs> Martin <laughs> Campbell it is. Well, are you feeling festive now? Big time. Massively. Yeah? Yeah. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. Do you want to end on uh, like we did last year, Brendan? Yes, yeah, so I've got a little quiz. <laughs> Ladies and gents, please rise for Sir Roger Moore. I'm swooning. I know everyone does. Smoothie? One does one's best. You couldn't tell me where I am, could you? The post office, your soonest. But luck, I have made an absolute fortune out of just being terribly suave. And I need a proper savings account. Well, Sir Rog, whether in our instant saver, our cash ISA, or our growth bond, your money will be working hard. Wonderful, Kenneth. Do the eyebrow thing, Sir Rog. Like so? 
savings accounts at the People's Post Office. So it wouldn't be Christmas without a quiz. And then quiz, of course. And this is called Around the World is Not Enough. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to give you a Bond film. Player one will state how many locations, stated locations that are depicted in the film they can correctly list. Player two can then either give a higher number. Oh, this is good. This is good. He's going to destroy me. Or call out that number to name them all. Okay. 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 Yeah. So okay. this can go back and forth until someone calls okay. out. So, for example, Doctor No, two locations, right? <laughs> so if you said one, Tom, Tom Butler said one, and you said two, yeah. then he said name them. You'd name the two locations. The two okay. locations are okay, London and Jamaica, United Kingdom. Yeah, we're doing countries. Oh, we're doing oh, countries. countries. Oh, okay. oh that's easy. Yes, yeah, okay. Don't worry, it's not that's cities. Better, better. Don't worry. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like this, I like this, it's good. Okay. So then you win the number of points for the locations that you name. So it's not just one, you, if you yes, name five I know locations. The drill. You name, I know yeah. the drill, yeah. Um, but if you get it wrong, if you're naming them mm. and you get it wrong, it goes over to the other and all the other persons have to name one and they get all the points. Right, right. Okay. Okay. yes. Okay. taking scores then. Yes. So... First one is round one. Here we go. It's diamonds are forever. I'm going to go to Tom Wheatley first. I want you to give me a total that you think you're confident in naming. Two. Okay. You can raise him on that. Three. You go three. Name it. Name it. Here we go. Three. Go on then. The Netherlands. Correct. America. Correct. South Africa. Correct. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, United Kings on there, so you could have got four. Right. Um, so I knew South Africa was in the book. I wasn't sure if it was in the film. Yeah, but so you got okay. Japan, Egypt, France, South Africa, United Kingdom. Blimey, I didn't remember. United all States well. and Mexico. Where did France come into? Oh, France is when they go in the border crossing, right? And Japan. They're in Tokyo, in in Dunkirk. Yeah. Okay. Apparently so. Right. Okay. Test. Test one. Test so, question. What do I get? Three points. So you get three points. Right. Yeah. He's gonna fucking. Well, he's gonna destroy me on this. Which means you start with this one. Okay. So round two, Moonraker. Moonraker. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna say three. Okay. Four. Oh, four. Name them. UK. Yep. Brazil. Yes. Italy. Yes. Uh, France. Oh. If you can name one other, you get the points. Um, I'm assuming space doesn't count. Space is not a country, so no. No. Big opportunity here to get the points. I do know it. America? Didn't you say America? No, he said France. France, America gets the points. Yeah. I knew it was America. Jackson's Villa. Yeah. 
Has he moved everything over there? Oh, okay. France. They shot the movie in France and there's no scenes in France. Where's his villa? Oh, it is. It's in Cape Canaveral, yeah, isn't it? He or... moves over a whole thing, doesn't he? Uh, so yes. we have an unnamed African country. So you wouldn't have been able to get that one. But you've got UK, US, Italy. Oh, if I'd have got unnamed African country, <laughs> that would have been good. Um, Italy, Brazil and Russia. Oh, right. And outer space as well, but it's not a country. So. It's not. Right, okay. Yeah. So that's four points for me. Yeah, so you've got seven points. To nil. But it's three more rounds, don't worry. Well, I've got to take the risk on these now. And it's your, your go first, right? Yeah. The Living Daylights. Ooh. Three. So what do you think? Three, you think it's better that? Oh. Name them. Uh, well, UK. Yeah. Um. Actually, go across the border. Switzerland. It goes over. Ah. Oh. Do I only have to name one? Ah. Oh. Yeah. Mor- Morocco. Correct. Uh, <laughs> There's two countries you get across the border, so, is it? Austria. So, yeah, I, just I mean, the pre titles credit is Gibraltar, which I can't remember. Oh, oh yes, no. So you could have gone Gibraltar, oh. UK, Slovakia, Austria, Morocco. I was trying to work out where we went across the border from Austria to. Yeah, so it was Czechoslovakia border. Ah. Oh. Yeah, so Slovakia and Austria. Right, okay. Right, well, I'm, Austria, I'm, Morocco, Afghanistan, how many got now? and Pakistan. Ten. How many did I get there? Three. So ten. Three, so three, so you're three, on ten. It, ten yeah, nil. So ten yeah. nil. Okay. And there are there's enough points for you you can win. Yeah, well we're gonna have to you're know all have the countries. Okay. Yeah. So round four, Tom Butler to go first. Die another day. Ooh. Uh my god. I'm gonna say three. Okay. Five. Five. Name them. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a difference now, does it? UK. Yes. South. North Korea. Yes. Um, what the hell was that stupid ice palace? Uh, that was in... Is it in Iceland? Yes. He's uh, on three. He needs to name two more. Come on, the most obvious one. Yeah, I can't believe you not said it first. <laughs> um, I, I was thinking of where it was filmed. It's uh, there's one in. Um... Oh, God. Think of the. Yeah. I don't know what he's I'm doing. doing bongos. I'm doing bongos. <laughs> bongos. <laughs> where are the bongos? Well, there's there's one in. Um... <laughs> this is hard. This is hard. Uh, I was trying to think where Jinx comes out of. That yeah, is in... yeah, there. Oh right, that is in the. <sighs> Let's say the. It's not the. That's not Jamaica. No. Is that is that a guess? No, you can have the answer. Oh, it passes over. Cuba. Cuba. I was going to say Cuba. For some reason, I was thinking Colombia. Oh. oh. Let me see. I'm trying to think if I can think of the other places where it is. So it's in Hong Kong. So Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Yeah. And then obviously the North Korea scene takes place on the border. So right, it's so South Korea. Korea. Oh, that's a trick so that's question. It. So it's North Korea, South Korea. It's not a trick question. <laughs> North Korea, South Korea, Hong Kong, Cuba, UK, Iceland. 
Oh, um, right. So can I win it on this one? How many countries are on the next mil, one? So <laughs> you can't. 15 so, countries. So round five is just for fun. It's Which Bond film has got 16 countries in it? <laughs> Casino Royale is the final round. No, 67. Right, okay. <laughs> I tried doing 67. I couldn't find out there's where many, it was. There's not many countries in Casino Royale, is there? Right. Is, your... oh, so is, it, is it me? I can tell you how many there are. If that helps. There's nine. In Casino Royale, is it me to guess or is well, it I can't even win anyway. I can't win with nine, so it's irrelevant. No, it's you, you to name your number. Uh, three. Four. Yeah. yeah, name them. UK. Yep. Um, Bahamas. Yeah. USA. Yeah. And... Oh, where is the casino? It is in... In the book it's in France mm-hmm. but in the film it's not it's in is it Macedonia oh no I didn't get it it's in um, it begins with an M yeah Montenegro Montenegro wow that's a good I had some points yeah you got some points got some points I'll take them yeah five yeah. what did you say Macedonia pathetic <laughs> so it's uh, the answer is Czech Republic Pakistan Uganda Madagascar Bahamas, UK, US, Montenegro, and Italy. Very of course. Italy's a bit the end, isn't it? Yeah. 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 You could say Italy for a while. I did have a tiebreaker. Is it like Garda? Like Como. Lose my points. Lose chance to win. Lose my points. <laughs> <laughs> the tiebreaker was going to be which is the only one not to feature in the UK. Which is the only one not in the UK, Licence yeah. to Kill. No, nope. that's got a scene in M's office in the UK. But it's filmed in America. Ah, but it's okay. That's yeah. okay. Ooh. Okay, okay. Which is the only Bond film not seen so, d- without in the UK? Yeah. Well, it's got to be one where the end scene is out of Man with the Golden Gun. No. You have any idea? Mm-hmm. License to Kill. I said that. I said that. <laughs> no, I went the other one beginning with an L. Uh, <laughs> live and let die. Live and let die. No, it's you only live twice. Because it takes place on the uh, boat. Oh, the yes. 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 Right, right. Yeah. Very okay. good. That was a great quiz. That was a Thank really you, good Brendan. quiz. That was really good. Uh, well done. And, and if you're still with us, well done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on hour four. Uh, yep. Yep. Okay. So, I mean, that wraps up the, the, the podcast. So um, I hope you've had a good 2023. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, stuff, stuff. And uh, yeah, I, maybe we'll be back at some point in the future. Maybe next Christmas. Yeah. Come back. Mm. It's been fun doing it in person. I hope you enjoyed listening. And I've forgotten how we sign off the podcast. Uh, Ciao. It is chow in the end, but is there yeah. anything else to and say? On, I don't think <laughs> on so. That on that bombshell. <laughs> Uh, you have been listening to the James Bond A to Z podcast. Thanks a lot. I've been Tom. He's been Tom, and he's been Brendan. Ciao. Cheers. The James Bond A to Z podcast is hosted and produced by Tom Butler and Brendan Duffy, with music by Tom Ingemels and artwork by Helen Dolly. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe and leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. 